Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Karen. Welcome back. I'm Kelly. We're on uh, show five of our Remembrance Day series with Mr. Jim Lennops, uh, telling the love story between him and his grandfather, who both served in military. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed the series so far. Today is, as I mentioned, the last day as Jim sort of pieces together his grandfather's journey home. Enjoy. Jim, welcome back. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, ladies. We're ready for our final installment. Oh, yes. Podcast number five. Yes. And uh, this is exciting. I didn't sleep a lot last night. <laughs> I, I, got, I got into more stuff. Oh. And uh, more reading. And uh, I shouldn't do that because I usually don't sleep when I start into that. <laughs> but I, I hope you're it. caffeinated. Well, <laughs> yeah, I got some tea in my... Uh, Sarlo mug here. Nice. But uh, yeah, couldn't put it down last night. So we're going to go with it. All right. Take it away. Okay. So just a very quick recap. Once again, uh, we have uh, Grandpa that traveled from Christianstad through Bogachau, and he's now in Posen for the second time in five years. Now, this is where uh, we get into something I found last night. So I'm going to refer back to the document that I discovered uh, three days ago, just three days ago. And this document references different activities that were going on in, in the Christianstadt area at the same time that he would have been passing through there. And again, that's the mass arrival of German refugees as they're evading the Soviet advance from the east. So this is a real funnel point, lots of activity happening, along with the uh, armaments factory that's right next door, which is the reason there's a lot of uh, POWs and other prisoners in that very same community. So this document, I found a couple of lines in it that talked about an infirmary, and that's an important word here, an infirmary that was specifically set up at this time to treat frostbite. That would be the frostbite that these refugees were getting because a lot of them didn't have footwear or proper footwear. Mm -hmm. So it was, a, it was a major problem. So with that knowledge, we travel back in time, Karen, to 2014, day one, when I met you, day one. And that was when we were uh, getting all kinds of scattered different statements and clues from my grandfather, which meant absolutely nothing to us that day. One of them specifically helped a line of people with bare feet get a doctor for frostbite. Yes, absolutely amazing. Day one. And that line was right in with the second statement that talked about meeting Italians. We know there were Italians there. And, and we know there were lines of people and people with frostbite. And now we also know there was an infirmary there to treat them. Wow. And that all, yeah, yeah, wow, because, yeah, that's six years ago. Six years ago, we got that statement. And last night, I finally filled that hole. Congratulations, podcast. Jim. Yeah. yeah, congratulations. And congratulations, hey. Karen. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Ab 
absolutely uh, amazing. And, and I, I just, feel like Jim did all the work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did this part of the job, but you got that statement for me. And, you know, I think that's all part of the design, which we'll talk about at the very end of this thing. But, you know, uh, that just shows you six years, finally pulling some of these things out and, and putting them in place. Mm -hmm. So wonderful. That's one of the reasons I was uh, uh, carried on reading last night. So, <laughs> Jim, I know this might not be the appropriate time because you want to tell your story, but I want to say thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's one thing to channel him and to um, give the messages or write them down, because this was the beginning of me using a pen and paper. And it was, you were the very first person that I took a paper out for and just thought, could I try and just see what came out through my hand instead of through my mouth? <laughs> oh, and yes. then it progressed every time you came to the words and then the drawings. Um, yeah, it just, it's unfolded in an incredible way. Oh, oh definitely. Uh, you know, and I, I can see that too when I go through my book of notes absolutely amazing how we started to to how we are right now it's all good uh but it certainly changed it evolved as we went along hmm. so and me too i had to learn to ask better questions right uh, me too oh yeah we both learned we had to ask better questions uh, definitely mm -hmm. definitely good stuff right on so we're going to carry on here posing Grandpa's back in Posen again. And this is one city that will definitely be on my travel list down the road. So, so at some point uh, in, in, in his travels, he's like, he's still got a long way to go. He's got 500 miles to make up to get to actually get home uh, from Posen. So at some point here, he gets put on a train uh, because he states he could not stay there. Now, we did not know uh, at, at that time where to place this, where, where and when he was actually getting on this train, but it was somewhere along this portion of his, his travels. So he started giving us a few clues of, uh, about this getting on the train. And this is where that M shows up, the letter M. I don't know if you recall that because that was quite a ways back, like, this is probably early 2015 now. And it was an M that you drew on the page, but you didn't draw it like a normal M. It had funny little tails on it here and there and different kind of feet on it. So of course I take that grand clue like I took all of these clues and I, I race home and I, I, and I attack the computer and I pull up pages and pages and pages of M's. Some of them were on signs, some of them were symbols, whatever. I, we didn't know where to connect the M. So I kicked that one around for a very long time. And then after a lot of hair pulling, well, I didn't have a lot of hair back then, it's grown in. <laughs> and uh, this is item number 22. And uh, what we get here is actually what is paper currency that was printed up by the allied forces to give to their soldiers. Uh, specifically so they wouldn't be spending American currency overseas that would influence the markets and give the Germans, the enemy, access to American currency. So they printed up 
these 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 bills specifically for that purpose and all the countries there printed up their own but they're all essentially they look similar and on this you will see the m and the m has all kinds of funky little tails and stuff on it so that accounted for the the, the design that you drew now with the m came the clues because he gave us a couple of clues because it was hard to find that it was an authority signature. So at the top of the bills, you'll see words. And when you translate them, it says military authority. So there we go. We got our M. <laughs> and its connection, of course, is that he would have needed money to get on the train. Isn't right? it freaking awesome how grandpa... Um, like gives the clues, <clears throat> excuse me, gives the clues, knows that eventually you're going to find them. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. even for years later down the road. Like yeah, I, I just think this is amazing how your grandpa creates a whole puzzle series for you. Yeah. It blows my mind because he's almost, he almost, he sets it up for me to find, but it seems like he also knows I'm going to find it. Yeah. And he knows when I'm going to find it. Yeah. Um, so you put all that together and that that's kind of hard to, to, to play with in your head, you know, like <laughs> it's a, it's absolutely amazing. I think absolutely that's magic. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, almost oh, certainly. It's uh, it's also very wonderful. Right. And it gave me a purpose. Great stuff. So yeah, uh, we finally uncovered the M. And I think I know where it plays in now. So he's got to leave Posen. We're back to Posen again. He's got to get, got to get out of town. And he gives us more clues because we don't know where he's going to go now. Right? So his clues, he starts off with, it's a place like Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Now, I thought about that. Why would he choose Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario? And I realized that he knows that I know that city very well. I spent a lot of time in it when I was working, especially the last five years that I was uh, in the military. I spent a lot of time there. So I was very familiar with the city of Sault Ste. Marie. So along with that statement, his clues were specifically water, canal, bridge, and a steel plant. Well, it doesn't take much to realize all of that is in Sault Ste. Marie. So where do I find all of this? In, in, in Europe, right? Mm. So there's a few places. Um, so that was kicked around a bit because I had a few ideas, but I wanted to, to, to get more specific. And I came to see you again, Karen. And you spelled out on a piece of paper uh, a bunch of letters referenced to city. You put an S, a C, a Z, and an N down. Doesn't sound like any place to me. However, when you wrote that down, Grandpa immediately said that you spelt it wrong. And I have all that in my notes, <laughs> right? So, but we left it like that. That's, that's the way it was left. But it, it wasn't too difficult to find after that. The, okay, hang on a second. There are not too many people that would sit down for a session and we could write something out and go, oh, I'm being told I did that wrong. Here you go. Oh yeah, they do tell me. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, that you could just hear you did it wrong, yeah. hand it over to the client and think that's sufficient. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I probably didn't even think anything of it. That's what I mean. And Jim's just like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll get on that. Yeah, I'm going to go dig this up. And I did. I dug it up. There is the, at the time, it was a German city, okay? The city of Stetten, which is just to the northwest of Posen. So it was right in line. Now, Stetten, it sounds like S-T, right? Which it is. That's how it was spelled, Stetten. But in Polish, I ain't going to pronounce it. It's spelled S-Z-C-Z-E-C-I-N. So all the letters that you put on the paper, Karen, are in that, the name of that town, written in Polish. So we had the place. There's no doubt that was the place. So yay. Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. so, Good work. <laughs> yeah. That, you know what? That was probably one of the easier ones, even though it was a little bit messed up, right? But So we got Grandpa traveling now from Posen, Northwest, which makes perfect sense to me. To, to the city of Stetton. So Stetton was a bit of a curiosity to me though, because that place had the living hell bombed out of it by the allies, uh, by aircraft. They continually pounded this place because you know, there were shipyards there, it was, a, it was a port. So it was a very important place. So they, they targeted it a lot. So why, why was he going there? Maybe that was the only place he could go, right? Mm -hmm. So again, he's trying to get around as many battles as he possibly can, right? Mm -hmm. So at this time, when he gets there, there would have been a lot of civilians from that city leaving if they hadn't already left, because there wasn't a lot there anymore. And, but there would have been German soldiers in the area, just the same. So this is where I actually think the M gets used. Not him getting to Stetton, but him leaving Staten because he doesn't stay there long, apparently. So get my little cheat sheet out here because this is where we get a little different again. This is item number 23 now. An early 2015 session again, Karen. So this is going way back, mm -hmm. way back. You drew another one of your sketches, one of your early sketches. Um, so, so it's not going to be framed. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Grandpa, if you're looking okay. at if you're looking at this sketch, you'll understand why. But I say that nicely. Anyways, it, it looks like a little bit of a square, and there's like you drew around this square. And you put three X's on it off to the right side, right? And, and, and that's important to see. Now, when you were doing this, Grandpa was explaining to you that he wasn't traveling through a country. He was traveling around the outside edges of a country. Mm -hmm. At that time, early 2015, we didn't know anything about his trip home. We didn't even know he had gone out this way again. So we did not know what country this could have been, right? way too many possibilities yet. So that's important to, to note. Um, then we also had that went with that diagram, the three, the three words, right? Or the four words, right? Infirmary, hospital, and what does it say? Armory ammunition. That's imper important to remember for the next part of this, item number 24. This is 
a Google Earth map that I put together because I couldn't find any other way to do this. And this is something I just picked up on the other night as well. So it was, this is pretty new. And you'll see a yellow line squiggling its way from the top and bottom of the page. That is the actual border between Germany and Poland. Germany on the left, Poland on the right. Okay. You also fi find a bunch of yellow tacks. Now, the tacks are like, it follows his route from Zagan straight up to, to Christianstadt and over to Posen and then on to Stetten. If you take a look at those tacks that are placement, they pretty much fall in line with where you put those X's on that diagram. The one further to the right than the other two. So he actually in 2015 was showing us part of his route before we even knew he had a route. So yay. Awesome. <laughs> so yay. Precisely. He didn't travel through Germany. He traveled around it, the outside edges, which he actually did. So oh. then we take those words again that went with the drawing and all of those were found in Christianstadt when he was there, right? The bottom X on the drawing. The, the infirmary we talked about already with the frostbite, right? The armory, the ammunition was the explosive factory, which was the reason for Christianstadt to be there in the first place. So those clues all came together again at the last minute. So I was happy to fill that one in as well, because that was yet mm -hmm. one more that was hanging around that we were going to have to attack later on. So that fits right in with today's podcast. Maybe that's mm -hmm. why I found it. Right. So woohoo. Excellent I feel like he's stuff. just kicking back in his lazy boy behind I was him. just going to say, Kelly, can you see him in the chair? <laughs> he's like, yeah, I did good. Oh, that's so cool. Should have brought him a drink. So, yeah, excellent stuff. Uh, I absolutely love the way this, this, this uh, plays out. So, again, now, because I want to keep this moving right along here, this is where I believe he used the M. He stated that a an older woman gave him some money to get a train ticket. So the M, money, gets on a train. But where is he going now, right? He's gone from Posen to Staten. Now where is he going to move on? So he drops a whole bunch of nice clues again. And uh, where am I? Right here. Starts with a P, but it's not far. That's his first clue. There's pharma companies there, pharmaceutical companies there. That, that's today, right? Oh. It's, a, it's an old town. Oh. It's an old town. And then because I had way too many possibilities, believe it or not, with those first couple of clues, <laughs> right? And I'm following train tracks here, right? He drops the letters P and Z. So where'd he go? He went right back to Posen. Train runs directly from Stetton right back to okay. Posen. Posen's a transportation hub. Posen's right down the road. Doesn't take long to get there. Pharmaceutical companies all over the place there today. And it's a very old town. And of course, it starts with a P and there's a P and a Z in it. So for the third time in five years, Grandpa's gone to Posen, but he's, he's backtracked. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, I, 
I thought about that for a very long time because we're getting into a dangerous time here. Soviets are getting closer and closer. And Posen's not a great place to be at this time. Uh, Posen was declared a fortress by Hitler. And when he declared it a fortress, what he wanted was for that city to be defended at all cost, meaning stand and die or fight off the Soviets, right? Uh, there's mm -hmm. no, no retreats, no surrenders, no nothing. In fact, they poured more and more German assets into that old city to protect it. It was a vital link uh, from Warsaw to Berlin that the Soviet army could easily plow through with their supply line on their way to attacking Berlin. So it was, it was a very strategic target. So why, why in the hell would he go back there again? He knew it was already there. He'd been there before. Um, yet he, he had a reason. I, he probably had absolutely no choice, right? No choice at all. To the West is Germany. Mm. And, and we know it's in Germany. So, yeah. This is where we get another dimension in this story. This is where he really starts to talk about his feelings at the time. And he gave us very deep feelings of frustration, anxiety, and like he was ready to break down and give up. He did not know what to do next. He was really stuck. Um, in fact, he even talked about, you know, believing he had failed in his, in his attempt to, to actually get home at this point. So with that in mind, we get into one of the coolest things that I still haven't completely processed because it's hard for me to fully understand as, as probably many listeners will, will find as well. And this is really cool though. This is really, really cool. He sits down alone on a cement casement talking about how he's almost giving up at this point. And this is in Posen now. Well, so now I'm gonna shuffle a hair here and say, my grandfather died in 1993. My dad died earlier this year in mid-March, 2020. So keeping that in mind, during this session, Karen, that we're talking to grandfather, my dad pops in to say hi, right? And my dad has been involved at, to some extent with this research project because he grew up in Holland as well. So I kind of bounced a few things off him at, from time to time. You know, what was it like with this? What does this mean? And he helped me with some of the translations of some of the stuff I was reading. So we had some involvement with this research project, but he never really knew how I was doing it. He certainly didn't understand our connection, Karen, with, mm -hmm. with this uh, research project. So when he popped in, uh, he thought he'd sit in the back when you and I were chatting with grandpa and just listen to how we, we were getting along here and how we were putting this together. So I thought this, that this was- This is your father as he's passed? That is correct. That's really cute. So yeah, yeah it was really cool. So I had no issue with that whatsoever. But when he heard grandpa talking about how he felt sitting alone on this cement casement in Posen, 
he told us he went back and sat with him. So as cool as that is, how mind blowing is that as well? Like, like for me, um, trying to understand the concept of a, a, a person that's passed on now is now able to go back into somebody else's life in 1945 and, and be with them. Like uh, that's, I, I don't, I don't fully get that. And, and maybe that's good for now. Gives me a lot of time to think about it, but that's, that's, that's an awful cool thought. So he just, he said he just didn't think that he should be alone. So he went and joined him. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah, time. Uh, clearly, our understanding of time, at least mine, is not correct. So moving on from that, um, Grandpa decides that he's going to move forward and he heads further into the city, opposing. Uh, while he's in there, he, he quickly sees that he is not dressed correctly. Uh, he really stands out, and you do not want to do that. Like I said before, lots of German army, lots of secret police running around. This would have been a very chaotic city at this time. So he, he manages to acquire, acquire different clothing and different footwear. Be that from a body he finds lying around or wherever, but he gets himself some different clothes to wear. So now he sort of fits in. I say sort of. Um, so apparently uh, he tells us he spends many weeks in Posen, up to almost a month. So this is where we're into another time crunch because I don't believe he would have been there when the Soviets finally got there and attacked that city because they absolutely destroyed the city, knocking the Germans out of it. Um, so yeah, I still got to play with those dates to get a more definitive time at when he spent this three, four weeks in Posen for the third time. He tells us he was, so yeah, we are asking, well, what did you do? You know, what did you do for that period of time in Posen? She says, well, I was moving boxes. I was working, moving boxes. And we're like, well, where were you moving boxes? What buildings were you in? And this is where he, he sends us uh, a couple of clues. <laughs> this was kind of hilarious, actually. A woman in blue blowing a horn. And this is item number 25, a woman in blue blowing a horn. Now, very carefully, carefully typing that into the Google, right? And uh, I didn't find any women in blue blowing horns. Uh, so I'm back on Google Earth and, and I'm street view and I'm marching around the city, the old town part of Posen and oh, what a gorgeous place and lots of cool things to see and everything but I never saw any women in blue blowing horns anywhere and uh, so I get back on the regular search in Google Google and I type Posen you know 
and I just start looking at pictures, general pictures of the city, and I come across a travel guide, and this is where number 25 comes in. Up pops this picture, and it's a picture of a woman blowing a horn, and she's in the background is the bright blue sky. Now, this is the only woman I found blowing any horns <laughs> and posing. So I, I, I kind of went with it. Now, she's sitting on a building, and this is item number 26. The building turns out to be an old guardhouse that the Polish army used in, in Old Town Posen. Now, this guardhouse was converted into a warehouse by the German army when they occupied the city, hence a good place to have lots of boxes. So, like, what is your life? <laughs> I, rem I remember seeing that. I remember, Jim, do you recall when I told you that I saw that? Yes. <laughs> what were the details? Yeah. I remember. Go ahead. Uh, of, of, the, of the, the woman blowing the horn or the warehouse itself? The woman blowing the horn. Yeah. I don't remember the specifics of all of that. It was, um, we, I think we both thought we were going to see uh, a woman dressed in blue blowing a, blowing a horn. Uh, but she was like, again, against a bright blue sky in this very picture. And it's clearly she's in blue, just a different way of taking in oh, blue. Right. Correct. Yeah. And, and it, it was pretty clear that this was what he wanted us to find. This one here, let us right to a warehouse which he said he went into. He was going in and he was tasked, I guess, to move boxes, make deliveries uh, and that sort of thing. And of course we had to ask the question, what was inside the boxes? And turned out to be, you know, sometimes there was mail, sometimes there was uh, different pieces of equipment and sometimes there were not so nice things in these boxes, right? And we haven't, hadn't really defined that much further than that. We're talking like one of the last four sessions we've had, Karen. So that was, that would be, uh, oh, within the last three, four months anyway. So uh, that's very current stuff. So progressing from that, I said, well, okay, so you're, now you're moving boxes, you're in posing. You said you're there for three to four weeks. Where did you stay, right? You just sleep on the street. Where, where did you spend your time, right? And so he says, no, I stayed in a small apartment. And so, of course, where was this place, right? And a battery of clues come out now. So he says, cobblestone. It's in the same community, but a different street than the one the warehouse is on. Okay, it's a corner, corner site, but it's not on the square. The square meaning that's the old town where that warehouse is. If you actually uh, go in and find this place on Google Earth or other means, you will see that it's an old square set up like a square. So it's not on that square, but it's on a corner site. And it's current, currently, there's a tavern below and the apartments are above and there's a bakery right next door like really close and it's a little to the east 
Those are clues. That's a lot of clues. That's more clues than we normally get. But they didn't, I, we didn't get them all the same day. These are spread out over one or two sessions, right? So now you would think that with all those clues, this would be a fairly easy thing to find. The problem is, is uh, definitely it was in the old town Posen, which was immediately identifiable by saying cobblestone, right? The new part of the city doesn't have cobblestone. So the old town is absolutely remarkably beautiful place. However, it's full of tourists. And with tourists, tourists like to eat and drink. There are a shitload of taverns and pubs, okay? And they're all over Old Town Posen because that's where everybody wants to be. Uh, and they all kind of have something above them. Hard to tell whether it's, it's an apartment or, or, or whatever, right? It's really difficult to tell that. However, when you break all of these down over a period of weeks, it led me to one specific location that met all of these criteria. And that was a current tavern with, with what looks like apartments above it on a corner, and it's called Za Kalasami. Now, translated, that means backstage or behind the scenes. That's what they call this tavern right now. So we'll have to be going there for a drink, and uh, even though I don't drink anymore, we'll do it anyway. Um, so, yeah, I believe that is where he stayed, above that, what is now the tavern. Now, I, I did find a picture of that place, number 27, so you can have a look yourself. And from that, you can go and find out other pictures of this place. It's kind of cool. Um, the old town uh, square is just a block or two away from there. There's a lot of activity in that area. The bakery is literally steps outside that door down the street. Um, so yeah, awesome. I know I got the right place. So game on there too. Now this building, as it is today, is, is, is probably completely rebuilt. Um, the old building, the original building was flat as much of these buildings in that area were because the Soviets, like they bombed it with artillery like crazy to knock the Germans out of there. So it went through a period of rebuilding several times uh, since the war. And then of course it became part of the Soviet Union after the war, during the Cold War. So there was different stages of rebuild all through history. So we tried to, find out really what was, you know, three weeks, three, four weeks when you're trying to get home, why you went to a place that's covered in Germans, why you went to a place that you know is about to be beaten up by the Soviets. You know, why aren't you getting the hell out of this city, right? You've taken a step backwards from Stettin, essentially. Um, so why, why are you sticking around here? And we have not gotten a clear answer to that yet because this is really new stuff um he keeps telling us though that he's just trying to survive just trying mm -hmm. to trying to stay alive at this point doing whatever he has to do and while he's there he's getting as much information and knowledge as he possibly can so i'm believing he's working up to trying to find a way out of that city 
trying to figure out where he can go. Because again, the environment, there's war all around you. And at some point, the Soviets actually fully encircle this city and attack it from all sides at the same time. So there's Holy a fine... Yeah, he had to be very specific at when he was going to get the hell out of there. Um, because, they, you know, nobody cares about the civilians at this point, right? They're attacking Germans. The Soviets are attacking Germans. And if you step in the way, well, you're just in the way, right? Yeah. Um, so it was very critical that he get out at the right time. So, and actually, this is where we end our current investigation. This is as far as we've gotten. Now, you know, listeners are going to say, oh, well, great, leave us hanging. Oh, no, I was thinking, when was but, your next session? <laughs> well, <laughs> it'll be soon. It'll be very soon. Um, but just so that we don't leave that door too open, uh, Grandpa did survive the war. He did make it home. Yeah. In fact, well, he, you know, he had 500 miles to make up yet. And this is all battlefield that he has to get across. So we know there's more to this story. Um, but I know he was home no later than the 5th of April, 1945. So he didn't really waste a lot of time because January, February, he's in Posen and he's got to get home. He's in Posen for three weeks now, three, four weeks. So we're well into March, but he's at home by the 5th of April and not only at home, but he's working. So we've had five sessions, five podcasts now talking about all the shit that he's experienced during the war. And by when I say working, he actually takes up employment with the allied forces when he gets home. And he's in charge of guarding German prisoners of war, not far from his town. So he's oh. still very much involved with with the war effort you know you would think that enough yeah. is enough i'm just going to go home put my feet up and somebody else can take over this shit um no he's now back employed i was just thinking maybe go home and cry <laughs> i thought sleep i yeah. you know i'm not sure he could have cried yeah. um you know mm. been there you, you just it's it's not it's not the time it just doesn't work mm -hmm. um but, and I've got the proof of all that because I have his pay records for when he was paid and signed his name and all that, all the dates. And I have a roster of all the, all the guys that were working for him. And I say for him because he was actually a supervisor of a group that was guarding German prisoners of war. So uh, he, he did very well, very well for himself. So I guess you could say it's, a happy ending. He gets back home to his family in one, well, one piece, almost one piece is probably not correct. He gets home alive. Mm. Uh, he left pieces of them everywhere he went. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's where we stand right now. Uh, research is not finished. I'm not finishing it till I get them home, right? Every step of the way by any means. So we've got a little bit more work to do. Um, where we go from there, I, I do not know, because I do not know where his travels are going to take us. So I, I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to all that. But that's where six years, Karen, so far six years, uh, you and I working on this, that's where we've got him, to Posen. 
Mm -hmm. So cool up until now. Looking forward to more. I saw him last night when I went to bed. Okay. So I had um, restless legs. Too much information, I know. Why? <laughs> oh, well, maybe he had restless legs. I don't know. I couldn't sleep. Well, I certainly did. You I, have restless legs? I, not normally. Well, not it was last night, and last... I kept hearing it's not normal. Can, can I continue? So yeah, there was restless please. legs. Um, I didn't end up falling asleep till close to one in the morning. I went to bed at 10. And I remember I had to keep turning, tossing, turning. If I stayed still, I could feel the pain in my legs. Right. And it, it was like, um, I was trying to figure out if it was nerve or muscle, but I had to move. I had to twitch my legs or shake my legs. I had to move <laughs> the, the, the energy of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm only, laugh, only laughing because that was me last night. And it goes right up into the yeah. butt muscle. Oh, it certainly did. Um, and it goes was, right, right down to my feet. Yeah, I was very uncomfortable last night. You know, I, I couldn't sleep partly because I was energized from all of this. I was fired right up. Um, but then also with my physical injuries, that sometimes happens. And uh, uh, last night was not a good night for that. doesn't happen yeah. often anymore, but yeah. last night it certainly did. So um, he was, I'm sorry to hear that, Jim. Well, like that's there's fatigue today with it i know because i right before this session uh or pardon me before this broadcast i went to lay down um on the treatment table just to see what was going on but last night when i was doing my flipping like a fish i flipped onto my stomach lay down in a super awkward position i knew i couldn't stay in and I could see a group of people standing in front. And there were quite a few people, and they all had different clothing on. So I remembered thinking, oh, that's significant because they're not in a uniform. And there was no snow on the ground. So this does not put us, well, I don't know if it puts us in March. I shouldn't say that. I have no clue. Yeah. There was no snow on the, on the ground. And they were standing in front of like a, um, a steep like rock cliff where they couldn't go forward. And... Um, I can't remember everything. I'd have to to go back and journey and see if I can, won't say recall it, but they'd have to show it to me again. But there was a group of people standing there. And I just remembered looking around going, oh, there, there's Jim's grandfather. And of course, he's younger. And I just remembered thinking, oh, I have to zone in. I have to remote view closer so I can actually hear the conversation. Right. I wanted to like, you know, like, you know, if you, if you're hovering around. What yeah, do you call yeah. those little machines? A drone. Drones. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They I like it in Gloria. I wanted to come down and participate. And as soon as I went down and landed amongst them, I fell asleep. Uh, as soon as okay. I arrived, it was like, oh, okay, you're into their reality. And I just fell asleep. So it's going to take a journey today for me to go back into the dream and to figure that out. But I plan to do that. That's my Friday night. That's exciting. Anybody says, what's, it is. You better not be mocking me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good answer. No, I, I, I'm sure, like everything else, it fits in with this whole, whole story. And we might find that as part of his 500 miles to go. And there were men and women. Oh, anyway, yes. I'll, have, I'll have to, um, you know what, Jim, I'm, um, 
I'm going to do the journey, but this time I'm going to try something new with the journeys. I'm going to take a voice recorder. And as I journey, I'm going to just take my cell phone and I'm going to turn it on and just talk out loud and record everything in the journey. This should be interesting. We yeah, both know yeah. how she does with technology, Jim. No, I'm good. I, you, no, you also no. might want to edit that before you show it to anybody. <laughs> no, no. Guys, <laughs> confidence here. <laughs> Don't say shit like this. No, I, I okay, it might, it might all fall apart. Who knows? But I'll give it my best try to record it and to um, talk out exactly what's happening as I do the journey. And I've been wanting to do that with the journeys for a while is to actually record them because there's so much random information, but like you're describing, there's so much random information, whether it's a journey or whether I'm sketching it or I'm doodling all the words. And we certainly learned Jim that the placement of where your grandfather put things on a page where I thought it was, I thought it was random, made no sense to me, um, really did matter when you were searching for things because I would sketch something and sometimes I'd go back and I, I would redo it or I would add more to it. Yeah. Curiously, do other clients get that same experience though? I'm going to say at the level that your grandfather has done this for you, no. But over the years, which started with you, I think about six years ago, does that make sense? Around five or six years ago, the sketching started? Well, it, it, it has really changed. There are sketches, and I do find that I can't use lined paper. Like I see how Kelly can do things and it's all orderly, like one line after another. Everything's neat and printed. And mine is, oh my God, it's like all hell breaks loose and it's just random all over the page, right. making no sense to me. I don't the, sketch though. Well, I mean, even when it's just all words for clients, it, it, it like my pages are messes and if anybody said to me can i have the pages can i see what you've done over the last six years no because every page got shredded every right. page went through recycling like i have never kept a single sheet no one except mine <laughs> we and and i believe clients all over the world have their sheets um it's just that out of confidentiality and the yeah. fact that quite honestly oh, jim it's none of my business well yeah, you know, well, precisely. What what does it mean to you, anyways? Like mm. it's, you, yeah. you know, you're moving on to another client right after uh, yeah. I'm there, so uh, you know, this is just going to muddle everything up anyway. And but you know what, um, Jim, it, the the sketching has come to a degree now that I'm I'm actually um, learning to sketch. My, uh, Kelly, Eric, and Andrew have bought me sketchbooks, and I'm now practicing sketching dead people. <laughs> Excellent. So I'm, I'm learning how to do faces, noses, ears. I'm learning because my desire was to become better at it because it was challenging to try and draw these things when I had no natural ability. Oh, for sure. And you know, much like photography, it, it, it teaches people to see the small things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're always told don't sweat the small stuff but you add all the small things together and you get a bigger thing than the one big thing that's there. Yeah. And, and, and that's small things is what's put us on this trail. Uh, all, all the little clues. 
And, and the beauty of him doing this in riddles, clues, and, and, and smells, and mm -hmm. we got the full deal here, mm -hmm. um, was it allowed me to not only get his story, track him through Europe, right? But I got to learn all about the history of, of the area at the time so I could fully understand what it was that he was involved in and experiencing. And, and that goes a long way to feeling the anxieties that he felt mm -hmm. and, and whatnot, right? Because total chaos everywhere. Mm -hmm. If someone was to read you this story uh, without all of that dimension involved with it, it just reads like another textbook, right? You know, and, and that's not what I ever wanted. Uh, that that's, you know, that's a one page assessment of grandpa's little travels, which really makes it look not anything different than anybody else's. Now, I'm not saying nobody else experienced what he experienced, but what people are telling, right? You know, my, my, my dad and my grandfather, my great grandfather went from here to here to here and did this. Yeah, right. It really doesn't mean it because we aren't alive in 1944, 1945 to have un fully understood uh, all the aspects of being there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this is really, really cool the way he put this together so that I would learn all of this and experience all of it. Not exactly like he did, but as close as we could get to it. And uh, that is absolutely magnificent. Um, so yeah, he must have understood that I needed that. And uh, yeah, perfect, perfect timing. And, and um, yeah. So I also get to thank you, Kelly, for all of this. Hmm. Because early on in this, I came to you for life coaching. Uh, you know, I had just left the military. And I was like, just another one of those lost souls didn't know where to go. Didn't feel like I had a purpose anymore, was missing that great thing that I had that I had just left. And I kept looking beyond I kept looking for something that was much like what I had just lost. Right. <laughs> and I had this project in front of me all the time, but I was looking beyond it. And, and through our sessions, we identified this as a very important thing. And, and, and uh, I got to see that this could be another great purpose for me. And um, so thank you. And, and, and I directed far more of my time on this project and it became everything that, you know, that we, that it could have been, you know, fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, thank you for that as well. My pleasure. Um, so yeah, a amazing experience. Uh, totally amazing experience and it, it like I said it's not over um, just uh, remember actually I'm going to say four sessions ago Karen grandpa decided to tell us that he wrote journals now I kind of kicked myself for not asking that question right from the get-go did you ever record anything about your time I should, it's an obvious question but I didn't ask it and he decided to come out and said, yeah, I wrote journals uh, as best as he could because they were written after the fact. And the reason for that was, you know, he did write things along the way, but he couldn't keep them or they were mm -hmm. taken away from him. Yeah. 
you know, and it'd be very dangerous to be marching through enemy territory with a little notebook full of goodies about what the Germans did and what I saw and all that, right? So he didn't have it with him, so he had to recreate it as best he could when he got home. Not exactly sure when he wrote them after he got home, but he wrote journals. Um, he described what the books looked like. There are four or five of them. And uh, there's pictures, there's diagrams, and there's little stories within them. So now they're all written in Dutch, of course, because that, that was his language at the time. But that, that, that's not going to be a problem. I can, I can work around that. So he also told us where they were, what? or gen generally where they were. Okay. So um, I actually talked to my mother uh, earlier this week, and her and I are going to go uh, uh, travel down to a relative's place where we believe they are, and we're going to see if we can acquire them. So uh, he wants me to have them, so I'm going to go and uh, see if I can get my hands on them. Wow. So... My, my hope is there's even more great stuff in there that we haven't talked about. Wow. Or, or even if there's just a few things mm -hmm. that we've talked about, that would also be awesome to see. Yeah. And uh, so that's, that's another bit of excitement. Probably going to go. might even go late next week because um, I want to get it in before the weather starts getting sucky around here. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, that's coming up really really soon so we'll definitely have more to talk about when uh when i get these things so yeah wonderful and uh yeah yeah excellent jim thank you <laughs> no I, and and uh thank you thank you thank you for uh allowing me the time to uh, uh share all of this over five lengthy podcasts um it definitely helps refresh me uh, with the earlier parts of the story that I haven't worked on for years. And as you see, um, I also got to discover more information about those earlier mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. So it's all been a super benefit. And uh, yeah, and the, the intention is to get my ass in gear and start putting this to paper uh, formally, putting a book together. Um, so, so that's, that's one of my big goals with this as well. And, um, and then we'll be branching off. Now, some people might be disappointed. We didn't talk about the resistance. It's time in the resistance. Oh yeah. Um, very, very key piece to his time. However, my decision in not talking a lot about that was to mainly respect the other people that were in the resistance with him. Because I would essentially be saying, this is my grandfather did this, my grandfather did this, whatever. This is a group of people that put their lives on the line to do things. And it's a team. Mm -hmm. So I will approach that, not ignoring it. I will touch on it in, in, in my first book. But uh, I will be coming to see you, Karen, and we will be speaking with all of these people that were part of the resistance group as well. Oh, I wonder if that was the group I saw last night. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Well, there uh, were there were women and men. Yes. Um, there weren't children, though. No, no I was children. just going to say, no kids. Nope. Okay. So and they that, had guns. Okay. Yes, they did. The women had guns, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's so, so cool. So they showed up last night. 
yeah, I don't want to leave them out. Never wanted to leave them out. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I could see right away that we will be at least a year working on their stories, at least a year. And that would just extend this far too long. It would send the book in two totally different directions. Mm -hmm. And I did not want to do that. So I'll just set it up like more to follow kind of thing. See the sequel and, and we'll be talking about them later. So oh. hopefully they can wait. <laughs> I think it's so cool that you've, you've um, followed the life coaching stuff and that you're, it, there's purpose to, to connect to your grandfather, to um, learn his story. Now your dad's coming into it. I don't know if he's going to continue or not, but I mean, there's just, I don't know. It's, like, it's just fascinating. Yeah. It, it's, I never would have thought that this uh, would have played out anything like this. Right. Yeah. As you know, day one, I didn't know what I was doing. Not a clue. Yes. So, you know, I, I used to talking to people, used to asking questions, doing investigations. Yeah. This is not like one of those. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, very interesting. And uh, I'm glad I stayed with it. Um, no regrets whatsoever. None. Remember the first time you came? Um, I, I don't remember at what point. Oh, before you arrived. Uh, no, after you arrived. I don't know how I knew that you were in military. Did your grandfather tell me? Uh, probably like everybody else, I looked like it. Uh, <laughs> That, Is that, there's a look? Yeah, there's <laughs> a look. Funny. Apparently there's a look. I, you don't see it when you're in the group, right? Mm -hmm. Oh. Um, but uh, everybody, you're, you're military, aren't you? Yeah. At the oh. guy, right? Yeah, I am. Probably in the way we carried ourselves, the way we talked, and, yeah. and generally the way we look, you know. We don't look the same, but you're certainly the same haircuts. Certainly the way you hold yourself. Uh, uh -huh. very military like, right? Yeah, I, I do remember at some point in one of the very first sessions with you, um, being I'll say having the imposter syndrome and being afraid that the information was going to be proven incorrect and that I wouldn't be accurate, and I or that you would say, if you looked to the left, psychiatrists say you're a liar. Ah, if you yeah. touch your nose, if you do this, if you do this, if you, you know, people who read body language. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm sure that there's a science to that and that that's accurate. I'm not saying it's not. I just know that because of channeling, that all of those rules got thrown out the window because when you're channeling, you literally don't control I, i'm well i mean you do control yourself but do you no <laughs> i've seen you in action sit on people's laps well dance yeah. yeah walk like them talk like them Lift your leg like a dog that's true i've done so many things so you like i would so like if grandfather wants me to touch my nose but i'm not supposed to because a psychologist would say uh, that means she's lying that oh look these are the signs yeah i just remembered thinking oh my god i don't know what those signs are and i'm not going to look them up i don't know what it is look left look right look up look down whatever i just remembered thinking it is what it is it's channeling and if grandpa tells me to look to the left and to the right up and down 
um, I'm going to do I'm going to do whatever I'm told because that's what I do. And I had to let go of that fear that there was um, that I'm an imposter. And it's, um, I just remember just sitting down and going, okay, this is going to take a lot of trust on my part just to be me and allow all of these gifts really to be present. But because of that, they grew so much. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and wonderfully, absolutely wonderfully. Thank you. you. Know, uh, but I mean, all those, all the little rules you talk about, I mean, those are yeah. general, those are generalities. There's no one cookie cutter mold for everyone on the planet and certainly not every situation as well and uh that's pretty one-dimensional thinking by people to think that oh everybody that looks up and to the left is 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 bullshitting no i look up and to the left too why maybe i saw something maybe that's just a reflex for me right tell me i'm lying i don't care what you think i'm thinking um yeah that's well, those are those are just like like a polygraph machine they're tools. They're tools to get you to ask more questions, but you can't use them in court. Hmm. So, yeah. Well, and wherever the spirits appear, they could be top left, top right, and you, yeah. bottom left, bottom right, and you just follow the spirits where they're moving because they have the information. So you you have to pay attention to wherever they appear. Absolutely. And, and deadly accurate. Um, deadly accurate. Seem, I mean, I'm sure you think, License to kill, Jim? That there, no, no, I was going to say (laughs) that you probably thought some of the stuff you were doing was quite stupid. Oh, yeah, I did. Right? (laughs) And certainly there were times when I sat there going, eh, like, (laughs) what are we doing now? Um, But that progressed into, with with over the years, uh, watching this happen to, okay, pay attention to what she's doing. Don't Mm -hmm. think it's stupid. Don't ignore it. And that's why the old pen, which I brought all the time in my notebook, mm-hmm. I didn't use mm-hmm. because I had to watch what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what I had to learn o- over the years. Um, it all ended up connecting to something else. It all meant something else, even if it was just subtle. But what we're dealing with here in a lot of cases are very subtle clues. Mm-hmm. One of them does not stand alone. You had to put them all together in, in a package. So you're using 10 pieces of evidence to prove this one piece of his history, as opposed to just taking one and saying, yep, it happened, which you see a lot in a lot of books and TV shows and shit. And you're left going, hmm, maybe not. Um, so, you know, this, this works. And I'm sure Grandpa was appealing to my past you know, uh, doing the work I had been doing and my natural curiosity, nosy bugger. And um, so he was playing all those games for me, keeping me busy, giving me purpose mm-hmm. and, and, and making the challenge really fun. So he, he did for me what I needed him to do. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that is uh, absolutely awesome. Absolutely That's awesome. love. Yeah, totally wonderful. And, you know, and I didn't even know him, you know, didn't, I can't say I knew him as a kid. No, we met, said hi, did a little things, but we were so young. Um, It was just, we didn't have those chats, you know, 
So plus there was a language barrier. Um, so uh, yeah, this this is me getting to know him, if only five years. But it's a very important five years, and it's also five years that none of his family know about him either. So maybe I can bridge that gap for them should they want to know. So that's, uh, that's also kind of cool as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, awesome time. Totally awesome. I, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to miss it. I'm, I, I know I'm going to miss it when we're done this one, but I'll also be excited about starting part two. Mm -hmm. Um. So that, that that's promised to promises to be uh, e equally entertaining. So uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm in, interested to see whether I guess there's 14, 15 characters here that we're going to talk with, whether they're going to present their stuff in the same manner or whether they're just going to, you know, just talk. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> tell me what happened. Right. So that, that'll be curious. That'll be curious to see how that one plays out. I think it's it, it it like I'm curious about it too during like while I'm talking to you and then my curiosity and I don't mean this to be rude hear me out it's gone as soon as you leave because the next client calls or the next person comes in and then I'm fully engaged and thrown into that right and and then the next and the next and the next but at the end of the day or on the weekend my head doesn't go back to oh jim's resistance group i should go look that up on the internet right i don't do anything <laughs> like that i don't look anything up it's just i sit back and i wait for you to come and to give the affirmations or to ask the next group of questions or for grandpa to show up and i think that has been a, a recipe for me and um a protocol for me um, that has served us well with grandpa is that there's nothing on my part where I'm watching military movies and I'm not filling up my head with what should be. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, Jim, my head is completely empty. Accurate. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. We know what you mean. <laughs> um, yeah. I had to, I also had to learn to keep my mouth shut because you know, I'd be so excited and into all this. I wanted to share with you everything as it was going through it all, right? Because it really felt like you've been part of this. And, and, and for you to be doing your part in this, which is absolutely huge, because I cannot do what you're doing, um, that, I, you know, I needed all of that. So you give me that part, I do my piece, then to me, it just seemed natural to share it. And uh, so I would start yipping and yapping, and you'd always tell me, don't tell me. Yes, that's true. I don't want to hear about it. Because it might yeah. influence right, the, yeah. the game afterwards and, and, and information to come. I yeah. never once sent you a, a session request and said, this is what I want to talk about. No. Never once did that. You, well, you wouldn't let me do it. Um, so mm -hmm. I never did that. So the only hint you might have gotten prior to my arrival was grandfather showing up and, and doing whatever it was he did mm -hmm. before I got there, which I wouldn't know about. And it just, it, it was always cool. And it made me sit back 
when I'd show up and he'd answer questions I hadn't asked you yet, but I had prepared on a piece of paper here in this room. Yeah. And and that that is absolutely fantastic. And it always has me looking over my shoulder. Yeah. Um, you know, are you there? Got to be there because how the hell did you know I was doing this? Right. So uh, lots of lots of cool in this whole thing. And uh, sure made me makes me look at life differently. And, and uh, yeah, absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this again. Yeah, you've put a lot of time um, into doing the shows so that other people can hear the story and learn. Yeah, and you know, and I hope people learn. Um, it's a shame to waste an opportunity, but at the same time, it might not be an opportunity they're aware they have, and that mm -hmm. is to see you two or, or other people that do the same things as you two. Um, I did not know that you existed hmm. either. So that would never have been a con consideration in the early years, the many early years that I was working on this uh, before I did decide to come see you. Um, that might have changed things. It might have made it go a hell of a lot faster. Who knows? Who knows how it would have gone? Um, but there was obviously a reason why I had to wait. And there was a time that I was met to show up and come see you and, and, and start this project the way we did. Um, so uh, it's all wonderful. It, it totally, totally amazing. Blows my mind all the time. Uh, you know, just when I think I got something about this figured out, I really don't. Mm -hmm. and, and and like I said earlier in this podcast, you know, the, the concept that my dad, who is now dead, is able to go back mm -hmm. into my grandfather's past and be with him. I don't really understand that. Um, that's that, that's cool. That's cool. I'm doesn't saying. even cool. Doesn't really describe what that is. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, ask the question, I know I have, did he somehow influence him when he was there? Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, does anybody know? Uh, that is, that, that is amazing. That is absolutely yeah. amazing. Possibilities are endless when it comes to that, obviously. Um, so yeah, well, that could add yet another outside dimension and doing these investigations, right? You know, you say, we're talking with grandpa about this because he's the one we're asking about. Maybe I could ask somebody else, mm -hmm. right? What is their take on this, right? I don't know. It's, it's uh, like I said, very cool. Very, very Brilliant. cool. Well, we look forward to the rest of the journey home and the resistance story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. As do I, and hopefully others do as well. Hopefully, I didn't lose too many people along this uh, these 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 five podcasts. Some of this was pretty. Some of it might have been hard to follow. I don't know. I know the information myself, so uh, for me, it's fairly easy to work through. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, there's also what three years ago. There's also a series of audios that we did, mm -hmm. and as much as we touched on in these five podcasts. God, you know, that might be 40%, mm. might be 40% of the other clues 
and other things that we discovered. It just mm -hmm. can't put it all in here. Mm -hmm. it, just, it, it would just never end on and on and on. We spent six years so far. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of work, a lot of explanations, a lot of clues, a lot, a lot of sights and sounds. You know, how do you put the, how do you put all that into a package so that everybody hears all of it? Didn't happen. Uh, so you know, if you think some of these, you know, if if you if you turn skeptic and go, well, hmm, that could have been another place, another time as well. True, it could have been, but understand that there's a lot more clues that go along with what I presented. So uh, and. I was not satisfied with a few, which is why I continued to go back, get more, get more, get more. And when we finally got eight, 10 pieces of evidence, you know, we finally had to sign off on that and say, this fits. Mm -hmm. And then readdress it again down the road and put that activity in with his actual points of travel and say, now it really fits. So, yeah. This is his story. Wonderful. Well, thank you again. Yes. And, and you can actually fire up number 28 and, and, and the listeners and viewers, well, viewers anyway, will get to see his name for the first time because okay. I've never brought that up. That's true. Never brought that up. So, uh, yeah. And that incidentally is, is a memorial stone that I purchased as part of a fundraising project mm -hmm. at a nearby uh, 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 memorial that we have here. And uh, the dates on it are his, the dates he was, he was officially in the military, not his start of life and end of life, a very young lad right. yeah, otherwise. So, uh, yeah, excellent. And, Wonderful. Uh, I'll go there alone on the 11th of September or September, November, since everything's been shut down. So I'll go stand there for a few minutes and say hi to Gramps. Lovely. Nice, Jim. All right. Thanks. Thank you very much. Our pleasure. Have a good day. You too. We hope so much that you have enjoyed this series as much as we have. Um, and before we sign off, uh, Mom, like, what an incredible fucking life you have. Oh, I, you know, I've mentioned in the show a couple times that I really sat on the outside of this story. You know, I wasn't part of these sessions and, and that's fine. But to sit as your daughter and listen to all of this, to sit as someone in the same field as you and watch one of the greats um, be able to, to, to create this story for them was just, was such a gift for me. And I don't mean to make it about me. I want to make it about you. Um, but what a gift. And, and I hope that for all of the listeners that get to hear this series, who see you as a client, that they also feel what a gift it is to have Karen Sarlo in their life, who just openly, with, I'll say reckless abandon, opens yourself up to the spirit world to say, here they are. Here they are. They love you. They're, they want you to, you know, have your love for them. Like, it's just... I've said this before, you are part of millions of people's love stories. And I think Jim and his grandfather is one remarkable story, but one of many. You caught me off guard. And, and uh, I'm going to keep going here because you're crying. Like, uh, I see 
in the way that Jim speaks of you and your gifts, his deep love for you as a client, the deep gratitude and appreciation um, for the skills you've developed, but also for the necessity of who you became to exercise those gifts. Yeah. And it's, it's wonderful, again, as a daughter and someone in the field, to know that there is at least one person out there who sees you. And in that process of accepting who you are, he was given his grandfather. I, I could binge this over and over again. I mean, I was there when it was recorded. I did the editing. I did the posting. Like, I've been there every step of the way outside of the sessions, and I could just listen to it over and over again. I have, um, I don't know how to word this properly, but I know I shit my pants Yeah, uh, a thousand times <laughs> in, um, in these different sessions. Sometimes just because it was blowing my mind. Mm -hmm that I was capable of this, that a human is capable of this and so much more. And um, that always it came down to something that was so simple to me, and that was love. Mm -hmm. That it was always that I could feel his grandpa's love and that every time I channeled grandpa, it, it was it, I, I fell in love with Jim's grandpa mm -hmm. because of the way that he treated Jim as his grandson, the way that he remembered his own life, which is why I'm crying. Mm -hmm. Because I get to see that the soul who's crossed over is witnessing what they went through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his grandpa went through some very difficult things. Well, and can we please take a moment? I know we're a show or an episode late, but can we please take a moment to shine a light on the time where his father, who crossed not too long yes. ago, decided in his own mind or his own spirit that his father should not be alone, yeah. went back in time and sat with his soul so he wasn't by himself on this journey. Yeah. And, you know, I know oh. Jim says that he's still wrapping his head around it, and I think to a large degree I am too, but that's what you do. Yeah. That's what we do when we remote view. We don't just go, oh, this happened. Very much the way Jim was so adamant in saying, I don't want to read this as a, a factual, this is what happened each step of the way. He wanted people to imagine what it felt like to be in those moments. Yeah. And we get to do that with all of the energy healing and all the different gifts. That's right. To go back in time to be with those souls as they're experiencing it, mm -hmm. experiencing the empathy for and with them. That's right. And to me, it's a very simple thing to wrap your head around because that's what love does. That's correct, Kelly. That is why this is such a love story. Mm -hmm. Because there are so many different aspects of love. Mm -hmm. And and it's Jim's love story with his grandpa. Through but, and through. But I fell in love with his grandpa. Mm -hmm. And he, to be able to see his life, to be able to channel it for Jim was an incredible experience to grow my own gifts, to know that Jim's grandpa facilitated my my growth. Mm -hmm. um, me being able to say in each moment, who am I? Like I remember some days Jim coming in and asking questions and the human part of me just like, holy Christ, this guy's, you know, a detective. This guy's, you know, if I'm going to make any mistakes, it's going to be shown. And then I thought, well, then that's good. It should be shown and I should learn. And I'm good with that. And I felt safe. And I mean safe within myself to experience that, safe with his grandfather, and safe with Jim to go through all of that. 
So it like there's there's a deep friendship here mm-hmm. for all three of us. Oh yeah, I think about the love story between you and his grandfather. Yeah. Um, in the way that he he showed how much playfulness there can be in yeah. the gifts. You know, you didn't mention happy dancing with him very much, but at the same time, like he just gave you riddle after riddle oh. and joke after joke, <laughs> and yeah. found himself to be humorous, and you could hear him laughing. Yeah. Like I. And he I'm, had me paint my nails. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just marvel at this story. Yeah, I do too. I, I think, um, like, I marvel at it. I marvel at what Jim is capable of doing as, as a detective. Yes. I marvel at what his grandfather was able to do, where the spirit guides approached him one day and said, your grandson is going to see Karen, and Karen has a lot of growth to do in this lifetime, and she has accepted it. And I remember very distinctly, Kelly, saying to the spirit guides one day, oh, it was like 10 years ago now, maybe 11, I said to them, um, however... However, this is going to pan out in my life, whether I'll ever have another partner or I will ever, like whatever this future is going to be for me, I just want you guys on full notice on the other side that I choose the gifts above everything mm-hmm. and that everything else is secondary. So, uh, you know, if my future has different branches and I've got options to have different things, I just want you guys to know what my choice is. If anybody cares about my input, it's to use my gifts completely and to my fullest ability. And then to know that Jim's grandfather stood up and went, okay, we'll see how that one goes. Well, <laughs> and you're illustrating yet another love story Yeah, in this where you said to the guides, I choose you first. I do. Which means I choose me. That's correct. And, uh, But I need the humans in order to complete it. Yeah, I know. But I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. The, there's yeah oh yes my love story at this point in my life you know since around 2010 um, has been between the spirit world and me mm-hmm. that is that is for sure and that is something that I know I want to say before we sign off thank you mm. thank you for shitting your pants for seven years every <laughs> yeah. time Jim booked an appointment yeah. Jim thank you for showing up yeah. For seven years, and I don't mean showing up at our door or continuing to show up via distance with COVID. I mean showing up in your own life mm-hmm. um, to be able to facilitate something like this where people can go, oh my God, I want to look up from my phone and know my people. Mm-hmm. And I don't need a war to stand in between us mm-hmm. to crawl back from that. Yeah. I, I'm just so grateful that the two of you decided to do this together. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I mean, really, there's so much gratitude to Jim because so many clients are what we call one-offs, mm-hmm. meaning that they call once and think, I'll move on to the next psychic. I'll just, uh, and you, you and I have that on a regular basis where people th- throw, th- dismiss our gifts and where others just think, I'll just go from one to the next. And they don't build a rapport. They don't understand that we have a relationship with the spirit world and that we have a relationship with them as a result of it. Mm-hmm. And that it can grow and get better and more accurate because of the the intention to see it as a relationship. I, I just and I want to say thank you to you. You have spent countless hours editing. Mm. And being the producer of this and linking everything and making this enjoyable for people to um, to watch and to listen to. 
And also, you sat through five hours with Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I will say, too, people are going to be like, wow, they're just going in circles thanking each other. Jim made that editing process very simple. Oh, he, he did. gathered his evidence like yeah. he's always known how to do, and he laid it right out for me and told me, put these things here. Yeah. So it's just... It's been a pleasure to be a part of, and I and I hope to all of you as we sign off mm-hmm. um, with this Remembrance Day series that you have have found the love stories in here, and that uh, you too are hoping um, and desiring more connection. Mm-hmm.